podcast will be live in five, four, three, two, one. Podcast activated. Hello and good morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Neon and I'm joined again by the festive Teodora. Good morning. So we're back. Yes, we are still doing this. We've not given up just yet, though we will talk about the future direction of the show at the end of this episode. So last week then, uh, well, to be honest, life got in the way a little bit. We were still feeling a bit under the weather and I spent most of last weekend on a train. So we thought rather than cough and splutter over our microphones, we would take a moment to recuperate and then come back stronger this week. So this episode then, well, it's a it's a bit of a silly one, really. We decided to get a couple of bottles of milled wine and then start recording and see what happens. As you can hear later in the episode, I think we got a little bit tipsy. We did, and it was lovely. In the episode, we talk for a moment about ageing and reaching our 30s and, and some of the things we've noticed as we've got older, not wiser, I would like to add. Uh, then we chat a little bit about our thoughts on Christmas coming up and some of the pressures that brings. We also talk a little bit about Christmas telly, a bit of Doctor Who and other bits and bobs. Just want to say, please get in touch. We would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and all the other ones we've put out there so far. You can contact us at goodmoaningpodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at goodmoaninguk. Okay, so without further ado, let's get into it. Let's go. Hello, December. December. We are in December. Oh, oh my God, the year is nearly over. Ba, 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 ba. 2017, where, 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 what happened to 2017? Please tell me I've achieved more than just turning 30. Uh, well, that's a big achievement. I think you should be very proud of yourself for I aging. I survived till 30. Woo! Whoop, whoop, whoop. In the 30s. You're in the 30 club, which is Birdie. the best club. Uh, I like being in my 30s. It's okay. I didn't like being 30. I had a bit of a bit of a breakdown, but we won't go there. Well, I've been having a breakdown since I was 25, so yeah. I feel like... I feel like I'm towards the end of it, so yeah, that yeah. feels kind of positive. Like I've I've reached thirty, I've panicked for five years about going uh, to be thirty. Yeah. And now now I've actually turned thirty. Tick it off. It's not as bad as I thought it would be. Just get on with it now. Just another yeah. year. It is just another year. The lines are starting to show, but that's fine. I can live with that. There are that's a few true. gray hairs. I can also live with that. Turning thirty and being in my thirties. It's it's good. I feel more content, I think, in, in terms of my body. Yeah, same. Now I'm like, you know, it's all paid for. It's all yeah, like definitely it's all paid for. Not not plastic surgery or anything like that. Literally, no, I the meant food like the beer eating. belly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wine <laughs> belly, baby. The, the wine belly. But they never really they didn't prepare you for turning thirty in terms of the, the, the changes in your body that a man goes through. Let's talk about these. I, I I don't know. Um, I've never no, been a man, but tell me. No, no, I, no. I'm I'm about to tell you. I'm about <laughs> to educate you. Like I think it's like a, another form of puberty. I think turning thirty or being in your thirties. Like no one tells you that suddenly your eyebrows are gonna be super hairy 
and you have to like now shape them. Like <laughs> I now have to like pluck and shape my eyebrows. No one told me that I had to start doing that when I reached 30. Ear hair, hair growing out of your ear. Ooh. No one told me that that would start happening. That's not nice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and nose hair, just constant. And now receding hair. Like I'm losing it. Like hair. So you're growing dis- hair where you yeah. do without. Yeah. But actually where you want to keep your hair. I think it's... that's how it works. I think your hair starts receding and then starts growing in different places. <laughs> and that's not nice. No one told me that shit. Like, what's that all about? Yeah. I have to say that we've been talking a lot about body image and I, I spend most of my 20s being quite chubby. And I've now you... kind of reconciled myself to just that's the way I am. But like a lot of my friends keep saying things. Oh, you wait when you turn 30. And, you know, it's going to be so much harder to lose weight. And I'm like, no, nah, I've, I've already been through that. I just look exactly the way I did before. So fine. fine. So fine. So good. I haven't, in terms of hair growth, have I noticed anything? The thing is, because of women, like, we have to kind of start tinkling with our, tinkling, tinkering with our eyebrows from like a very early age. You're like already in your teens, you go and get your eyebrows done. So for me, I would never notice because I've had it like I've had my eyebrows yeah, done for it, so long that even if they are hairier than normal, I wouldn't know because they never grow to their natural state. So that's yeah, quite interesting. You, you, you're firefighting constantly. Yeah, yeah. So like for me, it's it's very possible that my eyebrows are bushier and more unruly than before. But because I'm a woman who who's like been, you know, doing all these socially expected things, I w- I would never know. I definitely haven't noticed any ear hair. No you? good. What, you? Or, or yeah, no, I've not noticed. Thank God. Okay. No. It's a small mercy. Yeah. <laughs> getting grey hairs now. But yeah, grey hairs, yeah. Yeah, getting grey. It's not nice. What else? Like wrinkles. Like my lines. Wrink lines are getting a bit more. Yeah, I've started to notice that. that what, in I'm my getting, face? Not your face, even my face. Yeah. Talking about myself. Sometimes I, I just catch myself in the mirror and I see my dad from the from like the 90s. It freaks me out. <laughs> I think the funny thing is that um, I don't look at all like my mum and obviously my dad is a man so I, I have kind of <laughs> obvious again yeah I look like stating my d- the obvious there <laughs> I know that's ridiculous but because I look like my dad but yeah. obviously my dad is not a girl or wasn't a girl sorry that sounds ridiculous let's start again let's start again <laughs> I feel like I have like you look in the mirror and because you look like your dad yeah you can see yourself aging like your dad yeah I, lo- I resemble I, my dad I whereas think. I can't if that makes sense like I'm obviously aging but I don't look immediately like my mom no because you're you I more look resemble, more like my like dad, dad exactly yeah. and so I'm not used to thinking of my dad as a woman who's growing older he's a man who went older I do see my my grandma my dad's mom but but I always knew her as my grandma, which meant that I never saw her go, going older and older. Yeah, she she was she from w- that point grey. She and, was and yeah not exactly. She was already from the get go <laughs> exactly. So you've not got any frame so, of reference exactly apart so, from those black and white photos precise. that really make you look at <laughs> precisely. So uh. at some point when I'm an older woman, I know what I will look like. I'll basically look like my grandma. Yeah. But 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 I never saw her aging. Let's put it that way. So no. yeah. She was a hottie when she was younger. It's <laughs> just a weird <laughs> phrase to say. Well, I was just trying to say that by association, I must be a bit of a hottie. Too. Oh, okay. okay. 
she was a very beautiful woman. Okay. When she was young, she was like a, a proper... <laughs> this is like, you shouldn't say that about your grandma. No, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> you shouldn't say that. Like, that's why I'm shaking my head going, what are you talking about? Well, like, I heard she was very popular. Oh, God, what are we talking about? <laughs> okay, cut what all are we this talking out. about? This is what happens when you give me mulled wine. Yeah, we're drinking mulled wine, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. And it's loose, loose lips. But we should be honest about the fact that we're not recording on a Sunday morning then. No, we're not. But we're recording on Saturday to be released on Sunday. Yes. Yeah. So so it's 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 not morning. It's not morning, but it's a good moaning. Exactly. So it doesn't matter when you're doing it. Exactly. It's a play on words. It's fine. Exactly. It's fine. This makes sense. What what we're doing right now still makes sense. It does. It does. <laughs> but we're drinking more wine because it's winter. And the, the best thing about winter is the fact that you can start drinking mulled wine. Exactly. And I think it's the, one of the greatest drinks known to man. Now, we didn't make it ourselves. Like, we cheat. We get the bottle that you can get from Tesco's or other supermarkets. But it's lovely. It's such a lovely, soothing drink, isn't it? It is gorgeous. It it just Warms made me such a happy person. Yeah, I think I, I, I was definitely about 50% more happier from a first sip. Yeah, likewise. But we need to start thinking about New Year's resolutions, do you? We do, and 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 possibly one of it would be to no more booze, quit alcohol. I think we might have to do that. Could you do it a whole year? That would be an amazing challenge. It would be an amazing challenge. Shall we? Oh, I don't know. If we say on this podcast, then we have to do it. We've committed we ourselves. To. Well, maybe what we can do it is like we can do it for charity. Because I think if we just do it for the sake of doing it or to save money, like let's say every time. We like fancy a drink. We have to save five pounds in offset it, a pot like of carbon money. footprint. Yeah, or like we can say that we're gonna donate some money to charity or something like that. Maybe we should do it. Like start a fundraising page. Just give Maybe. page. What sponsor us to not? We drink? don't drink for a year. People should sponsor us to not drink for a year. Will people do that? I think that if we did it like an extreme thing, like most people maybe do a month, like you, you have the sober October, which we failed to do this year. We did think about it, but then it made me want to drink more. <laughs> and I drank way more in October than I probably should have. I know, likewise. I think as soon as you start saying to yourself and denying yourself stuff, it just makes you want it more, doesn't it? Mm. That's the problem. And this is it. Like we don't drink every day. She says... And gives you an evil look. Yeah. Don't you dare disagree with me. <laughs> no, no, dearest. We don't drink every day. And then let's look in the recycling. How many glass bottles <laughs> in the kitchen? Hey. Yeah, so we're big fans of mulled wine. Oh, I love mulled wine. I do. But it's only the kind of drink you can really have in Christmas slash winter time. It feels right to have it during the winter months you can't yeah. it's not a summer drink let's be no. honest you know but I, I don't really like pims and all that kind of summer drinks and, and things yeah i'm not the biggest fan of summer drinks the, what i think of a summer drink is a nice chilled prosecco Ooh, or a cider mm. i or like a cider I like, I like a cider or a beer but i think anything mold and warm in winter is fabulous oh amazing Mold cider, also delicious. We had that the other day and I wasn't quite, I wasn't keen on mold cider. No, you were not. Mm, yeah, you liked it. Well, I liked it for medicinal purposes. Yeah, it helps with the cold, doesn't it? Yeah. So it does help with the colds, you know, the, the spices and, and all that kind of stuff. That's why I'm so much better now. It's yeah. all that mold wine and mold cider. So that's <laughs> why last week we couldn't do an episode. We were too busy drinking mulled wine. We were. But we, we were recuperating. We're back now. 
We feel much better. <laughs> feel much better. Much, much better. Oh. oh, it's going down nicely, this mulled wine. It's lovely. You are listening to the Good Morning Podcast with Neil Burton and Theodora Todorova. Tis the season, season to, to be, be jolly. This week we are going to talk about Christmas because it's Christmas time. Oh, that's a beautiful voice. Mistletoe voice of an wine. angel. Yes, you know I shouldn't sing. You yeah. know this is never going to be a singing show. No, no. Never. Christmas is only just around the corner. People are furiously out there in the shops buying as many presents as they can hold. And we were out there today uh, in town. Christmas is a time that kind of drives me crazy. I, yes, same. I kind of wish now that Christmas was like the Olympics, like every four years or something. Or yeah. maybe every two. Every two years, like winter and summer Olympics. Like, why do we have to do it every year? Come on, can't we just have a break? It will save us money. Like, it costs us shit loads of money, Christmas, and all the food, and all the presents, and people getting credit card debt, and it would just be nice, just for one year, just go, do you know what, guys, let's just leave it. Leave it. It was great last year. Last 2016, Christmas was amazing. Yeah, let's look forward let's, to 2018. Yes, let's, let's, 2018, man, let's work towards 2018 being the best Christmas ever, and let's just relax today. Let's just... Chill, fuck's sake. Do you not think? I fully agree with that. It's just it's just crazy to see all the people out there. The shops are packed and everyone looks miserable. They do. No they one do. looks happy. They all look stressed out. Yeah, and I'm sure on Christmas morning when they open their presents and everyone's sees the, the joy on children's faces and when they get gifts and everyone has lovely food and families around and there's a fire on and Doctor Who's on and it's going to be amazing and then everyone's happy and blissful and it's awesome. But right now, when we need to go out there and brace the cold and go into the shops and fight the crowds and spend money we probably don't have just to make that one special day happy. It's just silly, isn't it? Not silly. It really is silly. It really is. And also it takes away from whatever the Christmas spirit is supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a religious person. No, me neither. And, and, I, and I wasn't brought up Christian anyway. No, so. no, me neither. And, you know, it's obviously a really important Christian holiday. Fantastic. And, you know, I don't want to offend anyone at all. No, we don't. We don't. But even if we, like, if we, when I say the Christmas spirit, according to Christian tradition, is supposed to be a time where you get together with family and you're actually supposed to think about Jesus and other people. So it's yeah. supposed to be a holiday that is about honouring others, whereas I think it's kind of become materialistic. Yeah, yeah, it has. So like you buy presents for people, but partly only because you really want people to buy you presents. And everyone gets really stressed out and becomes about status, like, you know, how expensive are the presents you bought and how much effort that you put into it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just you can't just like bake someone some cookies and be well, like, hey, you can, there you go. You can do that. And you should do that. I think we should encourage more people doing those kind of homemade little presents. And it's not about the the latest and greatest gadget you can buy. It should just be something, you know, something 
the thought, the thought that counts. Everyone goes on about the thought. It's the thought that counts. And it's true. It's the thought that counts, you know? Like me and my friends, we ha- we haven't done it for a while, I don't think. But we used to do it. A pound present. Go That's into the pound awesome. shop and get 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 some a pound pound or found. That was a thing. Pound or found. That's so it was fabulous. either and it was great and the ingenuity in in the stuff that you could get for a pound like it was great a lot of cds and dvds i've still got there like over there in my dvd rack i've got some of the films that i got for christmas Uh, i've got like a (laughs) batman film that i think is still in the wrapper because i don't think i've ever watched it there's a ninja something about ninja something like a what is it it's like a ninja hang on i'm gonna let me find it Oh, oh i got this great one I got Behind the Red Door with Kiefer Sutherland. Now, I'm a massive Sutherland fan, you know, 24 fame, Jack Bauer. He's in a show at the moment called Designated Survivor. Go out and watch it. It's a really good show. It's cheesy as fuck, but it's brilliant. You love it. Um, And it's still in the wrapper, but this was a Christmas present, Behind the Red Door. See, that's pretty awesome. So there you are. If you're really stuck for what to do with your... Pound or found. Pound or found. And there's another one. Hang on, let me find it. I've got Batman the Movie. I got Batman the movie and I got other DVDs for Christmas. This, honestly, you should totally do this. Pound or found uh, with your group of friends. I've got South Park, Bigger, Longer and Uncut. Ooh. I've got 12 Monkeys, which is a fantastic film. If you've ever, if you've not seen it with Bruce Willis, they turned it into a TV show recently. But um, fantastic film. Terry Gilliam from uh, Monty Python fame. He directed it. Amazing film. Uh, Shadow Fury. I don't even know what that is. I've got Pulp Fiction, man. Pulp Fiction. Ooh. These are all pound or found over years. I've got, I think, a Japanese version of The Lion King. Yay. Yay. Amazing. Yeah, this is pretty amazing. With with some of my old PhD colleagues, we, we had a theory, Secret Santa. I'm not sure the average person would be very happy about the fact that we, we all gifted some kind of uh, important theory article to one another. What do you mean? What? Well, so we did a theory secret Santa and we everyone had to print out an article that was quite important that they think people should read. And uh, we oh put it God. in a big, big Santa sack and then you had to draw out your your secret Santa gift. An academic yeah, secret that's not, Santa. That's not really a pound or found, is that, it? Oh, my God, that's well, terrible. Well, we were grateful that's for terrible. those. terrible. <laughs> it was fabulous for us. Oh, I bet you patting yourselves on the back with that one. <laughs> Well, yeah, for the gigs amongst us, absolutely. Go wow, okay. Nerd heaven. Nerd heaven, brilliant. Okay, fair enough. But I think the idea of, of getting, and it's something that maybe, like, you know, one should think, think about as well, um, doing that with one's family, is because I think with friends is easy, isn't it? I don't think friends have as high expectations. Well, no, it's more of a joke, isn't it? And when you do Secret Santa at work as well, usually people are like no more than five pounds and you yeah, only have to bring more, like yeah. one gift. I think the pressure more comes um, from family and especially if there are children involved. Uh, and it is really hard, I think, now. To get, I don't know what to get. We've got, I've got a niece and I'm struggling, struggling to think of what to get get her for Christmas. Yeah, I think it's it's actually like it depends on the kid as well, but it also um I think it's difficult. Like when they're still little, it's not so hard because you can get them a toy and toys don't have to be expensive. I think you can get can get a nice soft toy that's like 5 10 pounds. Like it, you don't have to spend hundreds of pounds, but I think as children grow older, 
I think there is more and more pressure to to kind of get them more exciting and more expensive gifts as well. Yeah, yeah, it get it gets into silly money, doesn't it? Sometimes, and um, in some families, actually, even giving your mum and dad or your siblings expensive presents is also something that's that's kind of a status thing. So that's not my experience. I think in some ways we're quite lucky because we have families that are quite sensible and they would not be ungrateful even if we spend a pound on them. But I know of, of friends and acquaintances who do say that, that you know, they come from families where traditionally people buy really expensive presents and show off. And then what happens when you're kids, then you grow up older and then, you know, I don't know, one of the brothers is a banker and you are just, you know, a lonely PhD student who's barely making ends meet. And then, and then kind of the different statuses, you know, of, of who can afford what like the competitiveness between siblings in terms of like if one sibling is in a very you know high flying job and they earn a lot of money and they can show off through the kind of christmas presents that they buy for the parents and for the family and then what happens if you're the sibling who's who's not in that stage of their life yet you know maybe you're um, struggling or you're not in a job that's very well paid and that can sometimes create a lot of a lot of antagonism and competitiveness. Well, I mean, we can say that depends on the kind of people you, yeah, you have I've in your family. Yeah, I've never come across that, though. Never come across Not that. In, I've never me. personally come across it, no. What, keeping up the, with the Joneses internally? Yeah. That's just silly. It's terrible. I can't think of anything worse. I think I would stop talking to that sibling if it was me. Like, bye-bye, brother. Bye-bye, <laughs> brother. So long. Aspects of Christmas that are annoying. Like, Christmas telly, apart from Doctor Who, but even that last couple of years has been a bit shit, if I'm honest. <laughs> no, it has. It has. It just has. I, I don't care about Doctor Who. I mean, you don't like Doctor Who. That'd be Who. controversial. I like Doctor Who. I'm a massive sci-fi yeah. fan. And I've you, not... you really know I was not born in this country and I did not grow up, you know, for the first part of my life here. By the fact that I couldn't care less about Doctor Who. I, I know that I'll get, like, you know, hounded down and, and, and possibly hurt by by people who are listening to this. What geeks? Whovians aren't going to hurt you. Whovians. <laughs> I will be hurt by Whovians. Um, no, it's fine. You don't have to like Doctor Who. I mean, there's a huge gap when Doctor Who ended back in the early 90s, I think it was. Um, oh, then I would have been too young. And then it came, came back in the 2000s. Yeah, I was like born in 87, so... There's a good chance that even if I was in England... Yeah, you probably would have missed it. I would it. not have been that generation. Oh, that makes me feel better. That's fine. Oh, I'm going to have to find out now. I don't care. I'm going to have to find out. Doing the pet peeve of checking as we're talking. Yeah. 89 when it So finished. it stopped when I was two years old. Yeah. So I can legitimately not care about Doctor Who. And then there was a TV movie that came out in 96. I remember that. I really liked that one. But okay. they Americanized it a bit too much. Oh. And they changed it all. It was completely off canon. Uh, Paul McGann, he was a great doctor in Doctor Who. He only had the one TV movie. He came back for a little short, little clip thing. Mm. Um, but they changed it. They changed the canon. They made him like half human and, and half Time Lord. And it was just, they messed with it. And then they've never acknowledged that ever since. Ridiculous. Anyway. How dare they? So yeah, so so for me, I'm not the biggest fan of Doctor Who. But w- do you know what a big pet peeve is for me? Go on. The moment the 26 comes, all the bloody sales start. Oh, I mean, we've just had that with the Black Friday and but it's crazy. Cyber Monday. Yeah, it is. Because you've already spent loads of money for Christmas and possibly got into lots of debt. 
And then they're like, oh, spend more, spend more. You well, don't they slash the stuff. prices. So all that really expensive stuff is now cheaper. That annoys me as well. There's one reason why maybe you should tell your family that they all get like a pound shop gift for actual Christmas. Or celebrate Christmas after Boxing Day. Don't buy the presents until or Boxing Day. Or just don't have any presents for Christmas. Celebrate Christmas on Christmas. Yeah. And then have maybe presents on New Year. After presents, the Boxing yeah, Day That's sale. what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. That's, what, that's what I'm saying. But going back to my original point, I do think that Christmas, it comes a bit too early now. You know, as soon as bonfire night, they get uh, all the Christmas stuff. And, and probably in other shops, it starts earlier. And that just seems like everything is just literally about spend, 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 all the time. Spend your money, spend your money. And, and I know businesses, obviously, that's the whole system is built around spending money and, ma- and and making money but it just feels like that's not the point of christmas it's not about spending money it's about spending time with your loved ones isn't it Right, well, I think we've run out of time. Um, just want to say thank you for listening. As I mentioned at the start of the podcast, please get in touch. You can email us at goodmoaningpodcast at gmail.com or contact us via Twitter at goodmoaninguk. Before we go, though, I just want to have a very brief sort of chat about the whole podcasting thing um, and just sort of have a little chat about that, really. It's been a really fun experiment for me. And hopefully for you, Tio, as well. It's been great. I learned a lot and I've really, really enjoyed being part of this. So thank you for inviting me. No, no, thank you, honestly. And I, I couldn't do this show without you. And I really appreciate everything that you've done and all the, all the work and contributions that you've done to the show. I really do appreciate that. Um, for me, it's been really exciting to, to put something out there each week um, and, and get feedback and comments and, and get people to listen to it and respond to that. It's really cool. It's a bit nerve-wracking. Uh, to put stuff out there and see how people respond and react and whether actually people will listen to it. And thank you to everyone that that has done that. Um, I've had some really good conversations with friends and family about some of the things that we've said in the show. And it's been really great hearing your thoughts and comments as well. So keep keep sending them to them. It will help us kind of formulate what we do next. Um, however, we are coming up to Christmas and New Year now. And I think it's a, a good time to ha- for, for us to have a, a short hiatus, a brief pause, and have a think about what worked, what didn't, and then come back again in 2018, hopefully bigger, better, and stronger. So this is going to be the last episode of 2017. I hope everyone has a great festive time, drink lots of mulled wine, and have a, have a great Christmas and, and a great New Year. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you in the next one in 2018. Until then, good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Good Thank you.